Welcome to the Hashtag Call to Scene podcast, the show focused on the strategic disruption of the status quo in technical organizations, communities, and events. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Hashtag Call to Scene podcast. Today, I have a guest. Uh, my guest's name is Julie Silgi, and I'll let her introduce herself. Great. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. So I'm um, um, by, by profession, I'm a data scientist. So I'm a data scientist who works at Stack Overflow. And um, other than that, in my day job, I'm, um, um, I work in open source in uh, mainly the R community. And I work on um, tools for text analysis, text mining, and natural language processing. All right. We start every show with the same two questions. Why is it important to cause a scene and how are you causing a scene? Those are, I love, I love that framing. So I think when I think about why is it important to cause a scene? I think, I think when I, my first response to that is um, that the, the status quo isn't good enough isn't good enough. And I think about that both in terms of my, um, my day job, like what I spend my time doing for, for pay, you know, day to day. And then both what I think of, um, how I'm involved in kind of the broader data science community, um, that in both places, um, where, where we are, like, sure, Sure, good things have been done. Like there have been um, a positive movement, but but where we are now isn't isn't um, allowing um, people. Uh, uh, like we don't have we don't have um, f- the uh, people's participation the way we want it to be. We don't have um, uh, safety and. Um, inclusion where we want it to be. We don't have um, uh, freedom for people to engage in the, as themselves, their whole selves, um, both in terms of, um, uh, say, say, the Stack Overflow community or, say, um, uh, d- people doing the daily work as data scientists and, like, what does it mean to train machine learning models or to do data analysis and what kind of impact does it have on people's lives? So when I think about why, um, why is it important to cause a scene um, to not to not sit back and be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to put my head down and keep going. It's because, it's because in, in many of the areas that I find myself, the, the things are not where they should be yet. Um, and then if I think about what do, what, when I think about what am I engaged in, in my day-to-day work, that I identify as um, this is this is work that I identify as um, pushing that forward, um, um, uh, being being a bit disruptive, or hey, let's let's move this forward. Um, I identify 
I do identify things I do at work um, in that in that category. Um, things that are either in the realm of data analysis, machine learning, or more public-facing work, like how do we talk about the Stack Overflow community? Who is it for? Who is there now? You know, like who, who gets to say, this is for me? Um, how do we talk about uh, results we have? And then in the sort of broader, um, like, uh, data science, open source, um, and then specifically around text, which is the area that I work a lot in. What are the techniques we use? Um, how are they built? And how do we think about um, how, uh, when we use these quantitative text techniques, how, how carefully do we think about the ways in which they are um, uh, well applied and in what ways do they break down in terms of um, fairness, in terms of justice, in terms of, um, uh, in terms of inclusion. All right. So thank you for that. So in, in, in all, everyone knows that I want to be as transparent as possible. So we're just going to um, start out the gate um, of having a very transparent conversation. Great. Um, you and I came, and I want to start with how you and I um, first interacted. And that was last year, 2018, when the Stack Overflow um, survey came out, 2018 survey came out. And there were some questions that were um, bubbling up online after, particularly if I've seen three, I've seen three years of um, results that basically said the same thing over and over again. And it was, well, we tried, we just can't figure, we just, they just don't come. It was, to me, it was, it was a lot of pointing fingers at marginalized communities um, about why they weren't participating on the, on the platform, number one, and why they did not participate in the survey. And um, I challenged you a lot on that. Um, I challenged you on a number of issues. I challenged you on how um, how much effort was actually put into um, locating um, marginalized groups to complete this survey, how much of um, what the the causation or the correlation that was being made about the length of the the survey and people from these communities not completing it. Um, some other people had some issues around um, how you um, name gender identity. Um, I pushed back on what you were at the time calling a mentoring study. Um, there were a lot, there was a lot going on back then. Uh, and, um, and those who follow me um, know that this, that this was not personal. These were questions that um, Stack Overflow is a community that reaches, no, I'm just, let me make sure I say my, Stack Overflow is a, a platform that many people all over the world engage with, and yet the community is not representative of that. And that was a big challenge that I had for Stack Overflow and its leadership who still um, will not engage with me. The only person who has was Neil Dash. And that was basically about his um, platform glitch. Um, and um, to, 
to promote this platform as if, as particularly the survey, as if it represents the global developer community was something I just was not going to have because there are too many of us out there just did, just did not do anything with your platform other beyond go in, grab code and get off. Um, and so there was, so that was, that was that those moments. And there were other moments over, over the past year um, that I was like, yeah, they're just not getting it. It was a, there were, to me, there was a lot of disrespect. Um, um, just the ignoring of me. Um, when I saw people engaging with white women who were also criticizing, there was a lot going on. And, and, and at, at some point I had to back off because it was to me personal. Um, it was a black woman who has, and this is why I, I, I can be honest. This was one of the reasons I, I stopped pursuing my doctorate's degree because it was at this point where I realized it mattered not what name, what letters came behind my name, what um, knowledge I had. If tech leadership, which is mostly guided by white males, did not w- want to engage with me, they had the option not to do so. Um, and there was nothing I could do about it. Um, and that was frustrating. And so I backed off and, um, again, there were some other things and I won't bring those into this conversation because they weren't uh, with you. They were with other people within the Stack Overflow community. And yet with all of that, um, I can say I was pleasantly surprised when I saw this year's survey results. Um, and it was... Not that there was much improvement um, because this flat platform is what it is. Well, the community improvement, let's put it that way, the, the community improvement. But what I saw just in the results and not only that, but in the footnotes of how you and your team tried to represent the data this year was so vastly different than what I've seen in the past years. And I want to commend you for that. Um, I wanted to, um, because again, um, this wasn't personal. This was, if I had not caused the scene, would we have been where we are? And so, especially on so many different areas, I know some people are coming at it one way, but I was just hitting it at all different kinds of areas because that's just the breadth of the expertise that I bring to the table. And so I just wanted, so when I saw that and I did my, my video, um, you reached out and said, thank you. And, and I was telling you, it wasn't personal. I was so happy that somebody there was listening and that um, I could see that there were efforts made to make sure that not only the types of questions were relevant, but how you interpreted the data was there, but also explaining where you could not answer those questions and you did not this year attribute that to something else. So, I want to say on, la, on, on, the, on, this, on, on this episode that I'm really proud of you. That was a really, because, and that's why I wanted you to come on the show because you are in a position that many in, these, in this field are in. And it takes these, again, this is not personal. You wouldn't have my perspective of the questions that I had to ask you. Mm, and it takes, it takes, us working together, challenging each other on these questions that help inform how we move forward. Yeah. 
And so I, and that was one of the main, when I asked you to come on, I told you I wanted you to come on as an example of how, when you've gotten stuff wrong, how we can still correct this because again, we're trying to create something that was never meant to exist. <laughs> we're all making this up. We're, we have, every day we're making this up. Yeah. And this is why inclusion and diversity is so important um, because we need those perspectives to inform the choices that we're making. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I've appreciated about, so I've been at Stack Overflow for about two and a half years. So this is the second um, survey that I've worked on this year's. And um, one thing I've appreciated really deeply about um, working, so Stack Overflow is 10 years old. Um, you know, and if you, yeah, I'm sure we can, we can, everyone who's listening, I'm sure can imagine, um, uh, you know, like what were, what were technical communities like 10 years ago? Like what was the level of the dialogue, you know, like what, what, um, what were things people were concerned about? And then, and then now, you know, like what, what is dialogue like now and what are, what is the people's level of awareness? And one thing I really appreciate about, um, I think about people I work with and including up my reporting chain is exact, like I, I was reflecting on it as you were just saying there is um, uh, a real willingness to wrestle with um, in what ways have we gotten it wrong? Like in what ways have we... Um, uh, have we messed up in the past? And one thing that you said that I was like, yep, that's, that's one of the ways that we realized, um, uh, we, um, want to shift. We want to shift the, um, way we speak about, um, specifically the developer survey results is, um, like we, we do the survey, the survey is fielded on our site, right? And of course, as someone who works largely with statistics and data analysis every day, right? Like, what does that mean for the sample who have people who are taking the survey, right? Like, this is all, this is something I'm very, very aware of, right? And so what does that mean about how we should speak about these results? Like, we have, maybe there's some motivation um, from a, from a, uh, oh, I'm going to say marketing perspective, but I don't mean that as a, as a dig at marketing people because I have a lot of respect actually for the people on our marketing team because they're, um, they are also transparent, humble people. So I don't mean that in a, I mean, maybe that's the wrong word. Um, from a, from a, like, how do we want, perhaps from some perspective, you, we, there would be some motivation to say, um, we did this very large survey of developers. We want to talk about it as um, having something important to say. Um, and, and the way we're going to talk about its importance is we got everybody, right? Like we're, we're, we're hearing from everyone. We're hearing from everyone. And um, it, it has been really important. It has been really transformative for us, for us as a team, as um, as, uh, you know, people up, people leaders, you know, like, like people up above me to think, oh, oh, actually the, how, how important and impactful the thing we have to say is doesn't depend on that. Doesn't depend on us having to claim 
uh, we heard from everybody. The, the important thing we have to say actually can address, can specifically address the limitations of the sample, right? And we still can really dig into um, things like uh, whether it's about whether it's about, you know, something to do with hiring markets or whether it's about community issues. Like we can still have important things to say without taking this um, stance, this, this defensive stance instead of an open, humble stance. And um, it's, it's, it's not in our interest to take that, take that defensive stance because um, uh, it's, first of all, it's just not accurate, right? Like just from like a data standpoint it's just not accurate and also it um it is it is um uh if to anybody who looks at it and says i don't see myself here uh it is um insulting and off-putting so so the you know, like these were the like wrestling it was wrestling with these ideas that allowed uh, and, and hearing it, right, like hearing it from me, hearing it from the rest of the team who, who worked on this. And, you know, um, I, I, think, I think in a lot of ways, like the just, just, just literally like the composition of the working group that like builds the survey has like had an impact here. Um, uh, like the um, uh, like the fact that it is a group that is um, ca ca brings a fairly significant um, diversity of voices, you know, like the um, but helps, you know, like that um, helps us to be able to speak to that a little bit, you know, like the the head of our team is a woman of color, like like there's. There's people from different sexual minorities, like like the fact that we have this sort of diversity of voices helps us to be able to approach that with like a little bit of like more of that open, humble, like, wait a minute, why are we holding on to this narrative so strongly? Like, we, that's not helpful, you know, like, why would, how would, why, how would I think if I came and read this, you know? So th those are some of the things that I think contributed to more of that openness or just being able to move, you know, like just being able to step towards it a little bit. Yeah, because I, I, I agree with you. There is, um, there is great benefit in, the, I mean, you, the people who can complete this survey, there are thousands of them. So yeah, that's, that's valuable information. It's, 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 and this is a lesson in let's not extrapolate that out or assign that to everyone. And when we do these things and we see that um, in the data that just in, in all other kinds of things that we're doing, how we're collecting data, how we're sharing data, how we're storing data, how we're doing all these other things, um, we have to be mindful. It's, you kind of hit it on the head. It's like, why does in the real world, in, in, there's no way you can say that some survey got everybody. There's absolutely no way to say that. But yet we continue to do that in this space. Um, one of the things we, we continue to do, we have taught um, what we would consider people just for the sake of this conversation. 
I'm going to use the word non-technical, but people know how I, how I feel about that word. But I'm yeah. going to say <laughs> that word in the in the fact that I mean people outside of the tech space, people who are not working in the tech space, like our family, our friends who just are using, I'll just use this word, users of technology instead of um, creators and promoters of technology. Okay, so that's, how, that's a better, yeah, I didn't like that non-technical thing. Okay, so we have taught users of technology um, that we are infallible that the machine is perfect, that our data, even though a biased human being creates it, once it gets into this computer thing, it will become unbiased and and, and it will be perfect. And so we believe our own shit. And and it's like, we can't do that because um, I say this all the time. I use this example. I'll tell people who are working in tech, I was like, so when you get a new app, and it says, um, hey, sign up with your email or Google or Facebook or Twitter. What do you normally do? Everybody, we sign up with our emails because we do not want to, <laughs> to have them connected. The only time I sign up with Twitter or something like that is when that app specifically works with that thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but our people outside of this space do not do that. We have told them that, that, that we can make this easy for you. So they, so our parents, our, our kids or whatever, have everything connected to these one things. And when there's a fail in one thing, it becomes a failure for all of it. Yeah. Um, and so this is, this is why we have to be mindful and careful and intentional. Um, and this is why I always say we have to put the priorities of the most vulnerable before our own. Because I'm I'm causing a scene for those families out there who don't know any any of this, who have no idea, who whose kids you you know you sit your kid in front of the um, YouTube, they're watching some kid thing, and the next thing you know, they're watching some video they should not be watching, yeah, um, because yeah. it's on autoplay and they push something and and whatever. So um, again, I I. I I, I really get um, really get what's the word I want to I really get a get on a stance. So I'll just put that when I hear these alls. We know we don't live in a world of absolutes, and yet we try to do that over and over again in tech. And so the reason um, Stack Overflow kind of just fell in my lap because you just uh, you were Stack Overflow is not you. Stack Overflow is the largest thing that came across my my purview at that moment that connected to everything. So it would became a case study of everything that that was wrong that I saw that was failing. I'm not gonna say wrong, failing in tech. Um, and then again, I can say that um, there were some people who privately reached out to me uh, who were like, yeah, keep saying this. And um, I mean, from from within Stack Overflow and 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 it was and I could hear it reminded me of what I'm seeing now at Google and Microsoft. There are people with, inside this organization that are now emboldened and now feeling empowered and I'm not taking any credit for this, but for whatever reasons going on inside that company, that they're pushing back and they're being louder um, and saying, we have to do better. And, yeah. and I saw that with the, C, the new CEO hunt. Um, and so I, I, I hope to really see 
Uh, well, I saw it when I, um, the first parts were when I saw the code of conduct change. Yep. Yeah. And it became something other than just be nice. Yeah. Be nice. I know. I know. It means absolutely nothing. And um, I know. I mean, so I'm, uh, I've been in, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm now like a solidly middle-aged woman. I've been in like, st- like STEM and tech communities since, I, you know, I was about 18 or so. And I feel like if, if I'm, I, I love, I love and am happy to be building stack, you know, like helping to create, like build and improve Stack Overflow. But I always feel like that's such a red flag for me. If there's some technical community where it's like, wink, wink, um, we're all adults here. Like, <laughs> we don't need, like, yeah. why would we need to put this in writing? I'm like, okay, <laughs> red, red flag, yeah. red flag. And it's like, if, 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 if that was never a need for this, we wouldn't ever have this conversation. There yeah. would never be a need for this conversation. And I tell people all the time when I'm, when I'm uh, advising them on, on code of conduct, I'm just like, let's be clear. Um, we need to define terms. And that's when, when I speak, I start off, let's define what these terms mean. So we, everybody's on the same page because sexual harassment means different things to different people. True. And so you need to define what sexual harassment means for that community or so that people, this is what, I don't know, okay, what, what, what you think over there, but here, this is what this thing means yeah. or nice. Okay. Let's define nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, um, and so when you have these arbitrary adjectives or whatever, there's nothing you can do to hold anybody accountable. Yes, yep, yep. It's like, how do you, um, if I believe sexual harassment is once I've said no and you persist, but you think sexual harassment means I haven't raped you, there's a lot yeah, yeah. of room in yep. there to, 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 um, to, to argue yep, about. Yep. <laughs> And so without defining terms, and we're not talking about, we don't have to get into, you know, legalese, but we can be very clear on um, what sexual harassment means or, or when we say be nice. You know, I don't even like those terms, I be know, nice. I and know, I know. Like adults no. and blah, blah, no. blah. I, <laughs> no, um, I don't, I don't either. I don't either. I think, so yeah, I think a big area for us now, so so we have, I feel like we've set in place a lot of this, um, uh, basically foundational work that f- very fairly could be said to be overdue, but like, okay, like now we're putting in this foundational work, like, um, like code of conduct. Like, Okay. I'm going to stop you okay. right there because most of tech is well overdue. Sure. So I'm not even having that conversation. <laughs> okay. And so that's why it's to me is that's why I say it's not personal. Sure. I recognize that we're trying to do something. This industry, I call it the wild west. Yeah. It started with people. There were no rules. Yeah. People enjoyed the fact that there were no rules. They could be as innovative as they possibly could. 10 years down the line, we're now recognizing having no rules is harming people. Yes. So now we have to go back yeah. Yeah. and do this. So yeah, to me, there's no shame in that because that's the way the industry grew. It was, we were toddlers, you know, babies, and now we're in adolescence where, you know, there are some rules. We need to figure out some rules here so that we don't continue to hurt people. It's the, it's the moments when we push back on having rules that is like, yeah, Yeah. that I, that I have a problem with. Yeah, yeah. So, so some of this, so when I think about what is the recent foundational work that Stack Overflow has done, I think about things like the code of conduct, but basically things and and like a continual um, statement of our values, like that this is who we, 
are going to be. This is who we intend to be. So this is things like um, uh, um, on um, Meta Stack Overflow, like our like our sort of internal, like uh, the community where people talk about what are things like on Stack Overflow. Like like if something comes up that's a maybe not quite appropriate, like stepping in and saying that's not our value. Like this is not... Like if someone wants to talk about why are you talking about gender so much on the Stack Overflow survey? You know, like saying saying why, you know, like saying it again or on the survey, like being willing to talk about um, like why... Why are we talking about people of color in the United States and, and why that is um, something we would care about, like different levels in student population versus professional? Like, why is that? Why is that point to a problem, right? Like that people are leaving. You know, like why would we? Why would we? You know, like these sort of statements of values. And I think for us, the thing that we're like, whoa, okay, is like the next steps, and that is. Um, uh, the the way I think about it is um, starting to address some of the um, underlying um, functionality, basically, of our of our community and products. You know, like how does our site work? Were there decisions made in um, the the early days? And so many small decisions made along the way yeah. that have contributed to our site being the way it is. And can we re-evaluate some of those? Everyone in the hashtag call the scene community shares the same common beliefs based on a set of four specific guiding principles. One, tech is not neutral, nor is it apolitical. Two, intention without strategy is chaos. Three, Lack of inclusion is a risk and increasingly a crisis management issue. And lastly, but most importantly, four, we must prioritize the most vulnerable. To find out more about the guiding principles and adding them to your Twitter profile banner, please visit hashtag cause scene.com. And can we re-evaluate some of those? Um, one, one just small, like this isn't even big, but one that we're like, okay, why have things always been this way? Is um, when you when you ask a question on Stack Overflow for um, you know ten years for ten years it's just been it's just been like a blank box just a blank box and um, people are expected to um, just know or have absorbed <laughs> through some kind of osmosis of what are yep. you supposed to do? Like, what are you... And then, and then you, you like the community um, often will react strongly if you... Um, get that If wrong. you get it wrong. wrong. Yeah. If you don't, <laughs> yes. if you don't fulfill certain... Um, like, like yeah. what makes a good question? Yeah. And I, like, I am somebody who I'm engaged in like open source... Um, work. And so if somebody comes like to my, one of my GitHub pages and they have an error and, and like, it is really helpful if someone knows how to make like a reproducible example, like it helps me figure out the problem. Right. So it is actually like, it is very helpful when someone can write a good question or write a good, like when someone knows how to frame their problem, well, it really does make it, um, 
if when someone has the skill to frame their question well, it is so great. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you because I thank you for using that word because it's a skill. It is, and that is and that's the thing that a, a lot of the pushback, a uh, lot of the stuff, and this wasn't even with you; it was with other people when they're talking about Stack Overflow. When I kept challenging people about Stack Overflow, do not continue to tell me how it was designed when it's being used differently. I don't care what the intention was. The impact is something totally yeah. different. You designed it, gamified it, yeah. whatever you yeah. did 10 years ago. Now people, every boot camp, everywhere of learning is saying, Google this and go to Stack Overflow. If I get there and there is no way to sign in and upon signing in, it gives me an, um, an example of what, how to um, state a good, uh, a quote unquote, an effective question. Yeah. I learned that by writing questions, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, um, and, 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 and then people asking me more information and I'm like, oh, I guess I could have put that yeah. in there. Um, and, and so that was, that, that has to me, um, because when I first got into this space, um, I wrote a blog post, um, about, um, I, I wrote a blog post on how to navigate stack, asking questions on Stack Overflow. I rewrote it, um, through, um, through, um, um, uh, free code camp and he changed the title to how to get past the trolls on Stack Overflow and everybody, so <laughs> it was, but it was a clickbait. Sure, yeah. And so but everybody, er, the people who were new appreciated that article. Sure. The people who wanted to be assholes got stuck on the yeah. title. And I was like, you're actually demonstrating what I'm talking about. And to not even see that your behavior in engaging me this way is the problem. Who cares what is, it's, a, it's liability. And this is why I talk about lack of inclusion is a risk management issue because it's a liability issue. Who cares what you intended? When you put a product out there into the public, how the pro public uses it is what you need to be yeah, concerned yeah. about. Um, so when someone gets a car and they use it improperly, but because they use it improperly and you hadn't thought about this as a car manufacturer and they cause harm as a car manufacturer, you are liable because you did not think about the risk management. Yeah. Part of yeah. It. And so, um, and so it's like Stack Overflow could be a great, oh my God, such a great platform for knowledge sharing if there weren't so many gatekeepers. Yeah. There. So one of so one of the steps, like the one of these first initial steps we're taking is um is revamping the ask um page. So the the first step here is instead of just this box like with no guidance is um is uh is starting to step through like uh more of a um uh, of a of, of like a wizard interaction like basically like um what uh like tell me what your what you think your problem is and then um what um uh what like what's the code that you tried so far what did you expect it to do what did it actually do you know and 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 then like like uh, really scaling up the guidance that is there um instead of just that open box it's it is still something that is in process but we are seeing significant improvement in how new users are having their questions received with it in our initial tests and so this is something we want to keep iterating on um on how like like these decisions that were made where it's like 
we expect you to arrive knowing how to do stuff. Like instead of having that attitude, be like, hey, especially if you're new here, let's use better, let's use these very skilled, um, you know, UX people we have working here. Let's, let's, (laughs) let's create a much better experience in our product for people so that we can use what we know about how our community works to help people help guide, help, um, help, um, scaffold people to success in, in as many ways as we can and revamp a lot of this, uh, um, a, a lot of like some of, some of these sort of fundamental foundational, um, interactions on our site. Like, can we, can we shift how people are engaging with them? Um, can we, can we question some of the really foundational stuff? Like, like how, how motivating is um, the gamification for different... And I was just about to say yeah. that. I was just about to say that because that's a problem when... And that was another issue that I had was now I see employers or potential employers asking to see people's GitHub and Stack Overflow scores but I don't feel safe on there. I don't know how to use it. So that does not mean, so now I'm, again, that's another gate yeah. that you in it unintentionally put into place, put in place, but it's still something that you've put in place. Um, it That was not the intention. And, and I, I get it. When this thing was created, this was created by people who already knew how to code. They were just trying to, pl- you know, uh, place, put everything in one place so they can do it and they can talk to each other. I get that. 10 years on, that model has to change yeah, yeah. because that's not that's not the average person that that ever that person is the one who's sitting at uh, sitting there helping people out. They're not going there anymore to get the information. It's the people, everybody else in the space who needs to go there and get the information. And um, and and another thing that bothers me is that the the we're copying and pasting code. And as you know, as a data scientist, anything that someone puts on there is biased. And so I'm I'm concerned with the level of bias that's in the knowledge because it's a knowledge um, um, system, knowledge management system that's there and how it will be affecting our deep learning, our machine learning and, and those things moving forward. Because the average person, let's be honest, we're lazy in tech. The average person is copying and pasting. They're not evaluating um what that and and they're not just copying and pasting a line they're copying and pasting a whole shitload of code <laughs> it's true <laughs> it's true it's true we yeah so we um we actually get questions around this not just from people who have issues who have concerns around um inclusion uh, we actually get concerns around this from just everybody and um i think this is worth thinking through like in so many ways a resource like stack overflow or just the google ability of um to be honest github too and github issues and like oh you know open source code has made it um I, so i learned to code in the pre stack overflow era you know like i learned to code in the 90s with like books. And (laughs) to be honest, it was terrible. Like I just remember, (laughs) I remember like beating my head. I like having this one chapter, I have like a certain problem with my C code. And there was like this one chapter in this one book that was addressing it. And I just read the same chapter (laughs) over and over again, like, why Mm -hmm. I can't figure it out. (laughs) It's not in this chapter, you know, and then now it's like, oh, you know, so many, 
um, resources are out there. I, you know, like my, people's problems get solved so much faster now, you know, but it yeah. is, um, it, it now changes, uh, the skills necessary to be, tr um, it changes the skills it takes to be really effective. I think at, at this, at this kind of job, like it reminds me what you just said reminds me of when I always say that I feel students lost critical thinking when we stopped using the Dewey Decimal System because there was a process you had to go through to do a research paper when you had to use the Dewey Decimal System to make decisions on which books and all that. And now you can just go and get some stuff and just copy and paste together. And it really has no, no, you really don't know. You haven't done the critical thinking behind why you copied and pasted some things together. And yeah. 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 Well, the thing is, I think the really effective, I mean, I'm mostly in the data science space, right? But I feel like the really effective data scientists are the people who still have those critical exactly. thinking skills. And like, those are the people who are super effective exactly. in their organization. Exactly. You know? And see, that's what I'm saying, that we're missing that because now everybody yeah. is just the copy and a paste kind of thing. And so I'm taking um, code from Stack Overflow wherever I'm taking it. And because it says it solves my problem, I'm not diving into how is it solving my problem. Um, I'm just throwing it in there, crossing my fingers, and, and hoping it works with all the other code that I have in this, this <laughs> thing. Um, one of the questions I want to ask you is, um, first of all, there are two questions. I want to ask you about text, tech, text, quant, uh, and qualitative. That is, and when quantitative, that is so interesting to me, particularly when we're talking about. Uh, diversity and we're talking about beyond white women who are not diversity uh, we're talking about people because people all over the world use stack overflow and i would really like to know about how are is tech text and quanta uh quanta uh quantitative yes. searches working with all different languages and different dialects and that kind of thing and then i want to ask you about your outreach how does stack flow so so you did a great job this year of truly in changing what that survey did. How will you go about outreach and making sure that you're in the communities that will help reflect a more inclusive and diverse survey for next year? So those sure. are- Sure. So since we've been talking about Stack Overflow, do you mind if we do the second one oh, first? Yes. And then we can yes. talk a little bit more about text? Yes. Um, so, so I, um, I will be- a little bit uh, transparent here, and I don't think anyone's gonna be mad with me sharing this with you because I won't share names. Um, we, uh, uh, so it, in the past several years, I, we, we really had, we really did like spend quite a bit of energy reaching out to various groups, you know, like various affinity groups in tech, like, hey, can you share this with your, um, like with your email list or like in your Facebook group or whatever. Um, we're re like, we're really interested in hearing with people and it, we would have mixed re risk results. And this year, um, we have, um, a really amazing new, um, uh, VP of, um, communications. And, and he, he was like, I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna like, smash this goal. Like I'm going to meet with people even more. And he, he took a bunch of meetings with people who, um, are, are leaders in this space in like, um, uh, inclusion in tech, like affinity groups of, in tech. And, um, they were 
we had by this point made some fairly public um uh, done some fairly public things as far as statements of our goals, like statements of our values. Um, and so these people were um, pretty sympathetic. They were like, I see what you're doing. Um, I think it's uh, valuable. But basically, they said, um, uh, we can't help you at this point. Um, like you, we need to see, we need to see you follow through. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, fair, <laughs> to be honest, fair. And we're, and you know, like, um, our, our VP had several of these meetings with these, um, uh, leaders. And then he was like, you know what? We, we can't like, we cannot be like, please, please help us to all of these leaders. Like, this is fair. Like, like it's yeah, not like they're earned, mad at us. Well, or you know, you haven't earned the trust in the relation in yes. the communities. You have, and this is, yep. and this is the thing when I, um, and I, I mentioned this once before, because the last time I really got pissed at you, um, not you personally, but Stack Overflow was when I received the email asking me to review your survey for $500 gift card. I'm like, I don't work in gift cards. What the fuck is that? Um, Wells Fargo does not accept gift cards. And my hourly rate is more than you don't know how long I'm going to take with a survey. So I don't know where you came up with $500 as if that would be enough. Those are the things that continue to me to be like fall on deaf ears with this organization. And I'm happy to hear that other people are saying, yeah, you need to prove that we can trust you. And that was what I was saying last year when I asked um, one of your cohorts came, because I asked you about how did you reach out? And and it was like 70 something people globally. I'm like, hell, I have 70 groups in Atlanta. That's not 70. That means absolutely nothing. Um, and, and this is, and I'm saying this not specifically to Stack Overflow, but include Stack Overflow. These communities are used to you wasting our time. Yeah. Yep, um, yep. And you not giving back when it's not in an advantage for you. Um, yeah. And there not being any relationships whatsoever. Um, yeah. So you come to us when you need something, but there is no ongoing anything except for when there's a time for you to need something from us. And that's just not... Um, again, in this space, this is just global. This is just how yeah, 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 you know, yeah. our communities yep. are con continually treated. They're treated as you want something from us. Um, and then we're going to, you know, cater to you or pander to you until we get what we want. And then you don't see us again. So I'm really, yeah. I'm really proud, happy that these organizational or these um, community leaders were like, no, nope, you got to prove it to us. And that's been my whole yeah. time, even with stack um, with hashtag call the scene. It is demonstrated consistent behavior that says that you can be trusted. And that's the thing that people don't understand with this inclusion and diversity thing. People think, oh, uh, we're just going to hire them and they're going to leave once we train them. They're not leaving because you train them. They're leaving because your culture and everything sucks. We yeah. have, These communities have been treated so poorly that it's very rare. It's, it's the very rare person who will, who will, who will, um, prioritize money over well-being. And this yeah, is what yep. 
people need to understand. It's like, yep. no, we're, we will stay and make $10,000 is not a big deal when you're off, you're stressed. Now my, my marriage is up and my kids yeah, don't yeah. like me. I can't, you know, $10,000 is not that big a deal. <laughs> yep. 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 No, I like, like it all, it made one, we were like, yep. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, it's like, that is that we, it makes so much sense. You're like, yep, I get it. I personally get it. I, uh, yes, yes. I, I personally understand. We organizationally understand like, yep. Okay. So, um, so as far as, um, the, you know, the question of like, what, what does, build like what does building relationships mean moving forward you know i think um the i think a a like i think one thing stack overflow has realized is like i think it's more important to like hire and support um people from underrepresented like to like focus on Focus on, for example, like f maybe maybe first internal culture, right? Like people internally. Are we hiring and supporting people from a from a broad set of backgrounds, and are they thriving once they're here and staying? So there's like that, and then there's what are we doing in our public community? Are we thinking about um, ex? Are we thinking about learners? Are we thinking about experienced people from broad backgrounds, both? And like, what are the, what are the, what, in what ways are we creating a welcoming space or not? You know, so like, those are two big areas. And is it even fair for us to like, is it, is it, <clears throat> is it appropriate to step into, to try to pursue other kinds of partnerships before we've really shown um, who we are in those two spaces first. Ah, you just, ah, breath of fresh air. So I talk about the shareholder value versus stakeholder value. And you just hit the nail on the head. When you're talking about shareholders, that's all that matters. It's about what are shareholders getting in dividends of value of company? When we're talking about stakeholder value, it goes in an order of who works for you because they have to be number one because that's the internal culture. As you said, they have to be thriving because then they direct who you should partner with. Yeah. And then that tells you how to, how to um, service your clients and customers. And then that impacts who invests in you, but we do it backwards. We do, we focus on the investor first, but if we did the, who works for you, who partners with you, who buys from you, and then who invests in you, that makes, that is the model that is sustainable in the knowledge economy. So I'm yeah, happy. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I can say I'm impressed that <laughs> those are conversations that are taking place. Yeah. And it's been really, I've been, I've been um, 
impressed with our leadership's commitment to those, especially when it comes to hiring, especially when, and I think those things have to happen first, you mm-hmm. know, exactly. Like it's about that, who works uh, for you. That's that. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. If you can't take yeah. care of your damn house, how are you going to take care yeah. of anybody else? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I've, especially when it comes to that, I've been really impressed with the real, real commitment to, um, like, who do we, who do we bring on board and who do we support and keep and keep, you know, long-term. So that's been great. So that would be how I would answer that okay, second cool. thing that you would say. Then when, when we'll see, like, and I would love, I would love to see us continue to grow mm-hmm. in that space, you know, like broader yes. into the community and we'll and like to hopefully keep taking steps there. Um, the, the, then about the, um, uh, uh, text. So I'm, so this, I would say is, um, probably what I'm known. Uh, this is probably what I'm known best for, like, um, like in the data science community is, um, is like text mining, quantitative text analysis, and is also an area where I, um, the, the direction of the kind of, uh, work that I do is informed by, um, um, some, like some of these things I think are important. So, um, the, um, the, the main approach that I take when I, um, do text analysis, I'm, I'm kind of, so the, 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 my, like my book that is published is called, it is, it's called like text mining with R, a tidy approach. So, I use what's called tidy data principles. So um, there's a there are these papers about like what does it mean to have tidy data, like t t i d y tidy data. It's basically like a database. Um, uh, if you've heard about like different ways to organize databases, it's like how how would you organize um, your data in in a certain structure? And one um, uh, benefit to it is that um, it, it is very flexible. And you can use a lot of these techniques with, for example, other languages. You can extend them to um, uh, other languages that you want to use and you don't end up with such an English-focused, um, only like an English-only um, technique, which is really mm-hmm. great. It also has benefits when it comes to um, um, things like uh, 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 bias in your um, um, uh, technique. So, for example, like a you may you may have heard of this kind of thing because it gets talked about a fair amount. So, um, one sort of common thing you might want to do with text is measure sentiment analysis of text. So that's when you have some like amount of text, some chunk of text, say, and you want to measure it, the uh, the um, opinion or the attitude in it. You want to say like, is this happy text or is this sad text? Is it like negative or positive? And you, there's different ways you can do it. You can do this using um, uh, like uh, deep learning models, which use, um, often they use these uh, word embeddings. And the word embeddings are trained based on really large, uh, a really like a really large corpus of language. Often it's like uh, all of Wikipedia or like all of the Google News um, data set or so, something like that. Um, the approaches that I teach with and that like are in my book and the, the software I write are, are for are um, these tidy data principles, which are more transparent. They're based on, um, they're based on uh, either the uh, single word, two word, three words. You're, you're able to um, see, you're able to look at which 
words contribute to your sentiment scores um, much more transparently. And so the, the trade-off that you get there with a deep learning model, um, you can usually end up training something uh, that can get you a high accuracy based on your um, uh, the training data that you put in. But you end up with this uh, cultural um, bias mm -hmm. baked into your model. Yeah, so for example, like literally, literally you train a model and then you end up with a model that if you give it text, like if you say, um, let's go get Italian food, it is like positive. And then you say, let's go get Chinese food. And it's less positive. It's, and then you say, let's go get Mexican food. And it's negative. Mm -hmm. It's negative. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, these all sound fine, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but it's because of the cultural exactly. um, bias. That's in the in text, the, in, the, in the original thing that they use, the yes. data that they use to train the... the Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. So when you use these deep learning models um, with these word embeddings, this is something that happens. And you, when you do so, when you do sentiment analysis, you it's very important to um, to understand which words are driving the sentiment scores, which direction. And so when you use tidy data principles to do text analysis, um, uh, this is what you do automatically. Like you get you get this kind of information. Um, uh, very cleanly, very automatically. And so this is, this is part of why I espouse these kinds of uh, techniques is because they're transparent and um, uh, open. And you, you, there's not, none of it is uh, like hidden in, and you don't have to go like searching for these yeah, so kinds of problems. It's like, so it's again, it's the scaffolding instead of starting with this big thing and then having this kind of cut away at it and find out where it's coming from. You're starting with a smaller thing and you're just building upon it. Yes, and, and yes. Once you realize that at least, because there's no such thing as, 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 as you know, zero bias, but, it, no. but it's the thing of you started from a small enough um, um, data set that as it grows or as it becomes bigger, you have more control of it, or especially the understanding of it, because you know where it comes from. You understand the yes. root of it. Yes, yes, okay. yes. You see, you just you see it, like you see it really. Exactly, it's much more clear to you. You're like, oh, wait. and then when it starts veering off to the thing, you can say, okay, so I, we added this one or two things. So let's see what if this first thing did it or this second thing did it, instead of just starting with a thousand things and trying to figure out which one of the thousand things. That yes, did it. yes, yes, and oh, yeah, okay. and it becomes and it becomes um, also the the uh, ways to say, oh, this is not. I don't like. I don't want. I don't want to have this kind of. Um, I don't want to have this. I want to correct for it in such and such way. Yes. Or, and, yeah. and of course, trying to correct in these, for these algorithmic bias. I, I use that in quotes, right? Because it's like, yes. <laughs> um, this is, uh, is very challenging, right? To try to correct for algorithmic bias. But, but, you know, you can make efforts to do this. Like it becomes also a fairly mathematically like you know, transparent to a thing yeah. to do. So that's the, so this is part of why I really love tidy data principles, um, especially when it comes to text, is because um, it is flexible for many languages. Um, for the for particular issues like this, it becomes uh, um, much more open. You know, like what what it is you're trying to do. You don't end up in this, yeah. these situations where uh, you end up with this uh, these kinds of sentiment scores that can be. Um, 
that can be uh, 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 so it just biased in such in such deeply problematic ways. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wow, that sounds fascinating. I love I love working with techs. I um yeah. I you know, I mean I I work for a website where people come and type in text every day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I get a lot of opportunity to use it. But I, I love dealing with text in many different contexts. And it's it, like it's that's that's why I that's my main, you know, outside of work open source um uh projects that I work on is because um it is it is super interesting and applicable to so many different kinds of yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, areas. Wow. So in your last few minutes, what would you have to say? How would you like to end this conversation? So I would say um, uh, that uh, thank you so much for this conversation, for the um, for being open and for your transparent uh, engagement on these issues. It's been really, uh, it's been really uh, helpful and um, uh, great to get to chat with you about all of these things. So, and I really appreciate your, um, I really appreciate your perspective on like what were some of the things that we like like we Stack Overflow um, uh, like what were some of the things that you're like oh that was really harmful like approaching this in this way and then what were some of the things that you're like that that um, struck like me as a person um, engaged on these issues thinking about deeply about them Th- these these were things that struck me as positive change. So it, that was, um, that was, uh, really, um, uh, helpful and constructive. And I really appreciate that your time on that. No, thank you. Um, again, this stuff isn't personal for me because the, the more I improve it for Well, hell, I'm just going to be honest. This is all selfish. (laughs) You know, me working on this helps improve my situation and it brings other people along and we have to do a better job. We're just at the beginnings of what we can do with this technology. And if we don't start self-correcting now, we're looking at some deplorable results in the future and regulation by people who have no idea what we do. Um, and that's not going to be a pretty picture either. So I would prefer us to start getting some of this right and proving again to the wider, just like when, um, you know, your executive was looking in this community to say, no, you need to, we need to trust you first. We need to, the, the wider community needs to earn, we need to earn their trust and we've done a poor job of that. And so that's where I'm really, um, pushed back because there's so many people being, um, being harmed that they have no idea the different ways that they're being harmed. And, and again, that lack of transparency is there. And so, um, thank you for, um, cause I know I, I, um, my style is my style. I'll never apologize for it, but I know it's, it can be off putting to some people. And, um, thank you because we really had a, a tough exchange last year. And so the fact that you were, you saw the value in, in coming on the show, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I was really glad to be here. All right. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Yeah, you too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Hashtag Cause the Scene podcast. And I'd like to thank all our current sponsors of the podcast and the Hashtag Cause the Scene movement. Of course, we strongly encourage everyone to become an individual sponsor of the Hashtag Cause the Scene community. 
Just visit the website at hashtag callthescene.com to sign up today. On behalf of everyone here at Hashtag Call the Scene, we'd like to thank you again for listening to today's show and have a wonderful day.